Hello, I'm there. Welcome back finally to another edition of the U.S. Boxing Podcast. Coming to you live, as always, from various parts of the United States. We've got myself in San Diego. We've got wonderful Jason Becker in New York and Mr. Jim Harris down in Houston joining us this evening. Boys, how are we doing? Jason, I'll start with you. Good to see you again, man. It has been a while. I'm doing all right, but probably not as good as you guys. I saw looked like you had a blast out in Florida, which is uh, a great way to spend the time when uh, Lester dropped points again. So you were in a, in a better spot than me. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing all about um, the shenanigans down in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's not hello, very welcome. often that you get shit talked by a Brighton fan. Uh, yeah, Jim, Jim and I did that together, didn't we, Jim? We did, yeah, and um, Happy New Year to, first of all, you, Jason, I saw Matt this weekend, and um, Happy New Year to all of the the listeners. Hello, listener, as my uh, James Richardson says on, on Totally Football. Um, I'll make it personal to you, and I'm glad to be back. And we had a great time in Orlando. We missed, we missed the um, New York Foxes, but we had a good turnout. Great to see some familiar faces. Great to meet some new people as well. And um, yeah, like you said, we didn't quite get the result, um, but we scored a couple of goals and we nearly won. And right till the end, I'm sure we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, we definitely had a good time, despite, uh, like Jason said, giving points away. Uh, Chris, again, I'll be with us tonight uh, in person. He's producing the show back scenes. He's the hero this evening. So big shout out to uh, our other co-host who uh, is working the board tonight, but not on there. Love you, buddy. Um, But yeah, you guys, it was an incredible time. Of course, if you're not familiar, we're talking about the uh, Premier League live event that took place in Orlando over the weekend. Uh, we were down there, Jim and I were down there in the sea of people. It was definitely one of the most attended ones that I've been at in probably one of the smallest spaces. So they definitely have to figure out some of that, the logistics of cramming that many people into a small space. But uh, overall, it was great. Um, not a big change in weather for me, but I know a lot of the uh, people that made the trip from the East Coast down uh, to Florida were, were enjoying the sun. So we we, we did have a good time. Um, but Man, it it just seems like we're seeing the same issues pop up again. And uh, Harvey can't finish, and uh, it's it, yeah. But but yeah, we miss you. Cool. We miss you, Jason. No, oh, yeah. Well, look uh, for uh, the folks who um, or who are listening, or, or or the folk who is listening. Uh, <laughs> th- these guys um, made me nice and nice and jealous this weekend. Just pumping the group chat. The U.S. Foxes group chat with photos and videos of everything going down down there, uh, so it did um, did look pretty nice from all the way up here. And I will um, make sure I don't miss the next one with you guys. Absolutely. Um, well, guys, let's dive into it. We we've we've been gone for a while. Uh, life has gotten in the way. We've had people on vacation. We've had all sorts of work events. People starting new jobs. You name it. It's been going on. So we do apologize. Uh, for the lack of pods, um, you know, I, I wasn't looking back until we got a, a win in the league. So, uh, but, you know, still got that. And here we are, regardless, uh, begging for your begging for your forgiveness for our uh, lack of pods. So we're back on schedule now, guys. And yeah, let's let's dive into what we missed, gentlemen. Um, World Cup break uh, ended. And, uh, you know, it's it, it, it since then, it's just been. We, we came into that World Cup break. If you look back at the show that was right before it, it was strutting into the World Cup break because that's exactly what we were doing, Jim. 
And dude, good God, if we could have talked about, you know, if we could have said at the time, we, we did say at the time we were worried about and pissed off about this, you know, once in a lifetime World Cup in the winter and what effect that could have on our momentum. And fuck me, dude, if it didn't just shoot out our tires. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's almost like a um, groundhog day of the start of the season. You know, clearly there's something about preseason and preseason mid-break that that causes us to fall apart and 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 have a, have a huge hangover. Of, you know, maybe bigger hangovers than we all had at Christmas and New Year combined, or the holidays and New Year combined. Um, and you know, it was it was a good World Cup to watch. It was nice to maybe have a little break. Um, looking back, now it was nice to not have to watch Leicester for a bit now based on what we're being served up. But the way we're playing before the break, actually it was quite tear-jerking to to actually kind of stop stop the run and lose that momentum. Yeah, I Seriously. was at West Ham away right before the last game before the break. And I'm telling you, man, like spirits could not be any higher. Like it was a it was a fun um away day and it was a fun, you know, um away end. People were just in, you know, good spirits and just really looking to um soak up that last bit of, of club football and uh before the World Cup break and those um lesser withdrawal symptoms would start. And um yeah, it just felt like, you know, life life was good again and um and boy what a, what a difference a, a break makes. And Jim, I did notice though when you were talking about hangovers you talked about Christmas and New Year's combined, but you conveniently left out the um, Orlando Fan Fest hangover. So I can imagine that was um, even bigger than than Christmas <laughs> and New Year's combined. Um, I think for some of the loyal foxes, yes, definitely there was um, there there may be some sore heads and definitely some sore throats um, from from a, a good show, good turnout, and once again the we got a shout out from Rebecca for our. Um, enthusiastic fan base that was singing and I think maybe some of you folks saw um, dancing as well while we were on TV um, you know we have a few of the, <laughs> the, the dancing crew with uh, you know good friend Eddie dancing with the, the seagull um, and and of course Mike Barksdale from uh, Tacoma in Washington of course always doing his break dance moves at the front of the the crowd base as well it was a very, very, very uh, joyful bunch. Uh, I will say that. And yeah, as always, we were the loudest group, which is when you look at just the sheer number of us versus the, some of the bigger groups that don't sing and that it's just a big, awkward group of people standing around versus us who are all hugging and singing and literally just loving being together, you know, and then the football comes second and it's just such a different atmosphere from everybody else. And uh, I think there were, what, five or six Brighton fans um, so there wasn't, you know, versus like Philly where we had the uh, good Crystal Palace turnout. There was a good Crystal Palace turnout again in Orlando. So shout out those guys. But, um, you know, in Philly, we were singing back and forth to them. They were a very robust fan base as well. And, and it was the exact opposite of Brighton. So I didn't have to use my voice nearly as much. So not, not quite the Philly, uh, three day sore throat going on. Um, and I'm <laughs> happy. For yeah, that. We, we definitely missed the New York Foxes cheerleaders. Um, who 100%. really, you know, were the, the heart of the, the rallying cry behind and, you know, leading some familiar songs as well as some new ones as well. Um, we tried to get a few going. Um, I'm still working on my James Madison song. So um, to the there tune some... of Mrs. Robinson, but I don't know if that one will ever catch on. He had a few good drafts that we, we heard, <laughs> Jason. Sorry. 
I'll, th- I'll throw those ones, uh, th- those drafts on the uh, songs and new songs and chants thread on Fox's talk and, and, and see what the uh, reception is like up there. Definitely, definitely. Let's go down the list here, guys, and just do quick reaction. Just so you know, maybe you guys have been in a hole somewhere and or in a coma, and you just woke up and you're like, "What, what the hell went on if, with this football team?" Because if you have, the... you didn't realize how lucky you are. Exactly, because <laughs> we went from the Brendan Rodgers redemption tour to, uh, well, I, I mean, to be fair, it was you know Leicester City three, MK Don zero. So when we came back, it was like, okay. Okay, the boys are back. The boys are clicking. We go from that right to getting our asses handed to us by Newcastle. Three nothing. The blue foot was awful because I've mentioned before now here in San Diego, the bar here in San Diego, they used to have six fans. Now they have 26 fans. And uh, it was just embarrassing to get whipped like that right off the bat. Um, on Boxing Day, everybody has the day off. And, and that was just awful, Jason. Your thoughts quickly on that one as we dive through this list. Yeah, never got into that game. We just knew it was going to be a disaster right from the get-go, giving up that early goal, set the tone for the rest of the game. I think the less said uh, just about the oh, just complete shambles there, uh, the better. Yeah, we jump from that one then to Liverpool, a 2-1 loss on the 30th of December. Three less uh, the goals. <laughs> say it again, sorry. That was three less the goals, though. So uh... Yes, definitely <laughs> three less the goals, the 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 one of the most difficult things to watch um, a, a, you know, a player that really helped lead our defensive revival before the world cup break while Foss has just a shocker of a day with two horribly bad luck uh, own goals. And yeah, what do you even say about that, Jim, besides just shit luck? Um, I think there's a bit, and I know this has been a hot topic, especially in the, the U S boxes chat thread. And I think, there's a few people who are kind of saying, well, Wout you know, were we a bit too nice to him at the start? I think a lot of it is sort of showing some of his naivety and lack of um, lack of composure, maybe is the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah, yeah, Matt, the both goals were pretty unlucky. The, you know, the one looping over Danny Ward, Wanny Wanny Dord's head, um, the, the, you know, Banana Man, whatever we want to call him. Um, yeah, what, not much you can do about that one. And then getting like, getting like trying to clear it, getting hit in the post, and then coming back and then going in off is is unlucky for sure. But I think you maybe have to say, are they a couple of goals that did he need to even go for the ball on? You know, right? Well, right. And, right. We I think overall it was not that bad a performance. I think we showed some fight, and I think there was a little, little bit of a response. Um, after the Newcastle game, which was, as Jason said, an absolute humiliation. You know, that was just, um, they had us on toast. But, you know, it seemed like there were some signs of promise against Liverpool who were there, you know, but, you know, what can you do for those two goals? And I think it just killed killed all confidence. And this is clearly a team and that is hugely low on confidence right now and just overthinking everything. And I think we'll get into the analysis a bit more for the Brighton game on some of that but yeah definitely well the spirit of, of frank sinclair is still uh, alive and well <laughs> around leicester city football club with those own goals 
there was uh, a few references made to that. Yeah, definitely over the weekend, too, when discussing Mr. Foss. Um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, you said, what can you do about it? Well, the one I know that I heard Danny call call him off that ball all the way in fucking San Diego. So I'm not sure how he missed uh, being called off that ball. But maybe he I was so surprised that Danny Ward actually called for a cross that he wanted That's... instead of that. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into Danny Ward bashing right now. He's been OK. There's way more bashing to go around. Um from there might be then uh, we go uh, from there, guys. We went to Fulham. <laughs> Fulham, who you know, they're <laughs> what is going on with that team? I mean, it's it it that one is that was awful, Jason. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we did deserve something out of that out of that game. Certainly in the second half, we had them on the ropes, uh, and and Yuri almost scored another worldie and was you know denied by the woodwork um, again. So. I think so. I think I remember him hitting hitting a bar. But yes. maybe I'm yes. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, I mean it made a great play. I, first half we were pretty poor. Second half, I think came back, played a lot better, had Fulham on the ropes, deserved something out of that game. But I think what this Fulham side showed is how important it is to kind of be big, nasty, and tough. Um when you're can't play the football, you can't you're not always gonna be able to play great football. And sometimes you have to be big. Sometimes you have to be tougher. Sometimes you have to be meaner on the other side. And Fulham can do that against any side in the world. Uh, and they show that against uh, against us. And, you know, they, they're, you know, a bunch of dirty bastards on, on that side. And you know what? Good for them. You got to be like that sometimes. And and I think our, our issue is that we always try to football our way out of any, any, any danger. And sometimes, you know, if you're in an alley, and there are two guys there to look into, to mug you and there's no way to go. You might not be able to really kind of like talk your way out and like, and, and ration and reason with them. You may have to fight your way out of that. And sometimes you have to do that in a, in a football match. Um, you've got to fight your way through the match and, and Fulham did an excellent job for that, uh, of that. I have a lot of respect for that mm-hmm. team. I have a lot of respect for him too, man. And it, and frankly, it's it's because they have something that we have pined for all season, and that's an identity. You know what you're going to get when you're coming into a match against Fulham. You know Mitrovic's yep. going to play your ass off. Like they, you know what's coming. And with we have nothing, Jim. Like you, you we 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 don't have we have zero identity. Oh, absolutely. I think that was also a Mitrovic masterclass. He bullied the hell out of our back four, and and I say back four because he was going back and forth across the line. He would pick whoever he wanted to, and he would just create a thing. You know, William decided to like, actually turn up and play a game as well, which was um, a bet. And then I think Leno had a really good game, as Jason said, that we did. We kind of huffed and puffed on that game, and we didn't really get much. Um, I think it was a bit of a case of too little, too late, and not really showing up. And again, sort of showing that when you concede an early goal, that maybe should we have let that one in? We didn't, we just sort of, they didn't need to do anything after they were one nil up and they knew we didn't have much to, to respond to. And, and Matt, as you said, identity, but I think more something that's been a recurring theme, too slow to, mm. and too plodding to move the ball. It's easy for teams just to go back and sit, sit back and let us try to do something. And, and Jason, as you said, Yuri nearly sc- scores a worldie and gets us out of it. Um, I think. Was that the game that Vardy had two chances when he could have should have scored? Or was that a different game? I'm like it's all blurring to me. Yeah, I know. Now as well, but <laughs> but um, no, that was the that was last weekend. You cut, yeah, but yeah. So, but yeah, we didn't do much, and yeah, that was 
a, like a nothing game. We should have got a point, I think, but, but we should move on. Definitely. Um, we went from there. We finally do get a win, uh, but definitely not one that anyone wants to hang their hat on in the FA Cup third round match against Gillingham. Um, a, 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 on paper, we should win that 9 nothing, And uh, instead, we once again played down to um, an opponent, Jason. Yeah, we played a few of the kids that don't really have much experience playing, you know, first team football. So, um, but again, I think Jim, Jim said the, the, the pace of play was just too slow. We really couldn't create much because Jillian packed it in and, and we couldn't move the ball and, and create space and create chances quickly enough. But, you know, once again, Kalichi Iannaccio shows why he is the cup god gets gets a goal and um i thought he was actually in, in very good in that second half May, he made a lot happen and so uh yeah big big that that was the uh the bright spot for me um mm. and you know d- defensively we did all right because you know when you when you're not tidy with the ball and you're moving it too slow you're going to give up chances you're going to give up chances on the counter and um you know uh uh you know we, we we were fine from you know the keeper and and you know the the players in front of him uh, when when uh, you know dealing with those threats. Uh, yeah, I, I think like Brunt McAteer had good games from you know from the youngsters' perspective. Um, I think McAteer had an alright game. I think Brunt was solid. He was playing sort of right center back, right winger. Couldn't really tell what he yeah. was doing. But Jason, you're spot on. Like Kalechi just getting us a goal, and and I think the biggest takeaway is like, why the heck is that guy not getting more game time? Yep. Like, has what's he what's he said to Brendan? What's he not said to Brendan? I don't know. Um, that we are clearly crying out for, you know, since Madison's been gone, someone who can just drop off and link the play. I think the recurring theme we saw it at Brighton again is whoever's playing up top. And this rotating has got to stop. They just pick up, just pick a center forward at this point. But they're on their own. They're standing on like Matt. How many times do we say like, look at Vardy on his own? And then there's like six, eight Brighton players on the screen, like when you're watching them. And there's like three Leicester players. Yep. And you know, if we don't have Madison, Kalechi's probably our best bet for linking up the play with the center forwards. He can drop off. He can score a goal. He's not the fastest, so I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, and we, whatever we've been doing, hadn't been working. So why not mix it up? He gets you a goal in the Gillingham game in a tough, windy, scrappy game, and we'll probably see him again on Saturday, another early kickoff, yay! Um, and hopefully he gets another goal for us because I'm sure he'll play, and we'll kind of you know move on through. Um, but like, why not build on some of the thing, good things that happen? in in that and i don't really want to talk about the next two games to be honest but yeah. i know you want to yeah go ahead jason yeah uh, well yeah i guess we we have to take our medicine and and move on to the next one yeah unfortunately um efl cup we're in the quarterfinals uh matchup against newcastle you might think well we just played them brennan's gonna have a game plan this time coming in and, and we're gonna we're gonna figure something out and it was yeah yeah take it away jason yeah well a couple of things there too and i think this is something i i forgot to mention in the fill up game Fulham game but had to make um kind of two last minute change well one last minute change in um 
uh, KDH getting hurt right before kickoff, and then Samari gets hurt um, five minutes into the game. So it's tough for a side to kind of recover from that, losing two midfielders um, in essence before the you know just as the game starts. So I guess that was always going to be a tough one, but we got ourselves back into that. But I think against Newcastle, you can see this the difference in the lineups. And just, you know, on paper, they're better. Um, they have a coach. They, they're the side that's um, just pump, oozing with confidence. have got a good manager who's got everyone on the same page. They know that um, they've got all that Saudi money coming in. And, um, you know, these guys know that other players will come in. And um, I don't know, um, literally and figuratively, I think these guys are playing to stay off the chopping block. And they, uh, you know, they they had a packed house for uh, for League Cup uh, quarterfinal, and they know this is a chance to get some silverware that they, you know, gets win something. They haven't won anything in in, in quite some time, and um, they all want it. And um, they were just better. They're just a better side. But I think also this is kind of um, an example, and this kind of happened, you know, in the next two games after this as well. But um, it's a symptom, I think, of of the club and how we play, um, and not just this season, but I think going back the last like two seasons or so, um, where we don't really like if you look at the stats and you look at a lot of the advanced stats and XG, we don't blow teams out of the water. We don't create, we don't overload sides and, and make them deal with like constant chance creation. We don't get a lot of chance quality chances. We don't get a lot of shots uh, on goal, and uh, you know we don't make those kind of key passes. Uh, but what we do have are you know aside in with Vardy, Barnes, and Madison and Telemans that um, can pull out individual brilliance and can convert an absurdly high uh, number of their chances. And when you don't have that working for you, and you have a game where we're really kind of getting outplayed. And a chance falls to Vardy, we've just gotten so used to him just putting it away. Um, and that actually doesn't happen for a lot of other sides. Um, so when we get that chance and we don't convert it, we're screwed because we're not going to see very many of those uh, again. And we had those, you know, great chances to, to, to get something, to steal something from the game. Ball doesn't go in the net. And, um, and then, yeah, we're kind of, um, now screwed, and um, and the same thing happens. I think you know the next two games. Perez also had a chance too that he he missed, and I think even blowing that 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 awesome chance, he could have just slid it in, but he you know he went for power. I think he was still our best player that day, and and made a lot mm-hmm. of ha- well, made a relatively um, um, decent amount of chances happen, and laid a great pass to Vardy that you just expect to go in any time. But again, we're not creating enough. So when the chances do fall, they have to go in. And when they don't go, when those chances don't go in, we don't win the game. Yeah, he tends to show up against Newcastle, and you know it's hilarious because like a lot of those new Newcastle fans that were at the bar for the previous game, none of them had any idea that AOC Perez used to play for them. So this kind of shows where their where their base is at. Jim, any any other comments on that one before we move down this terrible fucking trip? Mm, no, I think Jason nailed it on on the Newcastle game for sure. Yeah, um, well, Jim, that means a lot. 
always, always <laughs> yours well yours now or you're like the postman you always deliver really really man, except uh, except except one lesson you play on sundays <laughs> that's it uh so from there guys were like okay this is that was bad um but you know surely surely we're gonna get this together against forest uh playing at the city ground um it's gonna be okay and uh no it was not jim um two nothing loss uh it was it was pathetic it was embarrassing it was a lot of the same words that we've used this year it kind of felt like a bit of a fa cup rewind to be honest mm. with that you know yep forest team that was better organized more up for it and they were clearly hurt from the four nil defeat earlier in the season which i think we talked about was a flattering four nil in in you know mm-hmm. i think i can think of like two or three chances when forest were clean through on goal and they didn't score and and yeah. they didn't we danny ward didn't even really need to make a save and so you know so i think they were really hurt from that they were motivated they knew that i think their manager had got them up for it they were like look if we win this game we leapfrog our rivals we get out of the you know we get out of the relegation scrap or we kind of at least abate it a little bit the pressure goes all on to leicester um they're not informed they're not starting quickly and i think one of the things that was worse was we actually kind of held on okay first half i thought we were not i think it was pretty odd you know on as even um but then they just came out and blocked second half johnson scoring you know pretty quickly after the halftime again you know it's that huff and puff we didn't do much we didn't and then you know sucker punch you know five minutes before the end to to just take us out and we didn't i I couldn't see what we were doing and like even you know we just weren't to the races on that jason you got you've got more inside yeah there were a couple of things that just um like just some of the recurring themes we talked about um modfast's um naivety naivety and Mm um on that first goal stepping up when he did and just blow like yeah moving when he did and kind of blowing the offside trap and and just mistiming it and and going in like, like just being that rash about how he was moving without really being aware of what was going on around him just kind of gifted um gifted that goal um in essence mm-hmm. and then that's the second goal i think says a lot about them the mentality of the side um wilford and Didi is not on a yellow card he's a destroyer in the middle of the field and he just gets completely bullied and any side that is you know that has that awareness of, of a game situation and also has that kind of will to win um, is either winning that ball or, or fouling the player there and not letting that 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 play mm. progress down the pitch. And he did nothing and just kind of let himself kind of get beat very easily off that ball, which you just would not expect your destroyer. You should no no side in that in that flight in this flight should expect the destroyer to get beaten that way. And it happened, but I don't think it's just on on Will for things. It's just still kind of the way the side kind of approaches games, and there's just. Again, we try to kind of football our way out of things and just kind of do it the nice, classy way. 
where you've got to get, you've got to get mean, you've got to get dirty sometimes. And that was a perfect situation when the time came, when there's, you know, there's no way to kind of football your way out of that. You, you take the ball, you take the man or you take both. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and when you don't take anything, uh, you're not leaving with anything either. You're not leaving with any points. It was just, you know, and Wolf's a perfect example of like a player that we, well, it's, he was going to come back from injury and was going to, you know, answer a lot of our problems. And it's just been a recurring thing, man. Like it, if, if it's not, we talked about, you know, guys that can provide individual brilliance and we were relying on that into how long were we literally, if James Madison didn't come out with a worldie or Yuri didn't come out with a worldie, we weren't scoring at all. And, and now we're seeing the opposite end of it. And it, it's just, it's, it's not fun to watch Jim. <laughs> no. And I, I think this is probably the point where like we have a large number of players underperforming and gradually getting worse. I think Wilf is a prime example of he's not fit, but he's just got no confidence. He doesn't seem to know how to position himself. He's giving away cheap fouls when he is playing he's too he's weight we know he was never the best passer but he's not even really able to kind of put passes together um we think about the goals that we've scored as well i was looking at the the xg and the stats and barnes and madison top scorers seven each both outperforming xg by barnes is about you know five and a half goals he should have scored he scored seven Madison has scored seven. He should have scored 2.3, 2.4 based on the XG. So if that doesn't show that Madison's getting us out of trouble consistently, I don't know what is. I think we all were like praying he was going to get something in that last minute free kick against Brighton on Saturday because it was in territory and it was like, okay, he's back, baby. You know, he's going to do something. And, you know, unfortunately he couldn't, but Everyone else kind of on par, but not really contributing. Like Vardy, not contributed anything this season, really. But he's been on his own. And I think it's just tough because how can you get a run when you're playing one game and then you don't play a game and then you play a game and then you don't play a game? And I think with Vardy, he should... I think a lot of people have said this, but like to me, he's the... Bring him on in the 65th minute, 70th minute and just run as hard as you can for 20 minutes um, if you need to. But we kind of need to either stick, like start Dakar every game and get him some momentum, or we need to start, you know, Kalecci or a pair, you know, with Madison back, we'll see. And, you know, we'll probably get into transfers and maybe we'll alter the team shape and and whatever. Um, But I'm still very concerned about even the noise on the transfers, about a lack of a midfielder who's going to move, progress the ball and keep it moving. Jason, you've said this before, but like Jewsbury Hall last season, Revelation, he was biting, but he was also moving the ball and you know, mm-hmm. either carrying or passing. And now it's like he has to do a 270-degree spin to get it onto his left foot. And then he gets tackled during that or something just is not clicking. And again, we're seeing that too many sort of basic mistakes and errors. And I think it's sort of like, almost like Puel ball in a way of, oh, you know, pass sideways, sideways, backwards, sideways, sideways, backwards, you know, Albright coming in, lumping across into one guy on his own against four defenders or whatever, you know? So, you know, that's where we are at the moment. But 
I think there's a glimmer of light with we have a signing, we have potentially two more, maybe. But let's get through the recap and then we can maybe talk positive because it's it can't get much worse than the forest result to me. I think I don't know, that was probably worse than the Newcastle result because of who we played. And luckily no one from Forest came up to us in Orlando <laughs> to gloat over us. I did chat to a lovely Forest fan who was very gracious. Um, but they were working, they were a vendor, so they probably had to be nice. Yeah, don't give them any credit. That that's that that had to be that has to be the story. Yeah, that was yeah, hundred percent. Come on, Matt, take us home. I'm no, I'm with you there, dude. I I, I just I truly I I feel like it would definitely was more embarrassing just simply of who who it was. Like, I mean, and kind of it was a perfect statement for where we were. Like, you could have there, that would have been a perfect springboard for us to kind of get you know go into the city ground, go in and then remind them of who we are, who they are, um, and instead you know yeah just a, a just a shit result and then you know we've talked a little bit about the the, the last week's result in brighton 2-2 two, two, obviously mark albrighton gets a goal anytime uh mark he gets a goal i'm going to love it but a mm. game guys that should we should have just dominated again there were parts and especially with the form that brighton's going in the fact that we held them as close as we did was great but you know i really after what they did to liverpool especially but I, I just think like it's it's so many what ifs and the offense looks lethargic and yeah maybe now that uh, Big Dick Chris is coming into the side uh, the newest signing we definitely finally have a signing another center back he comes in let's let's hope is could he be the spark Jason yeah um, well I I disagree that we should have dominated that game I think this is a really good Brighton side they're really well coached. They know what they're doing out there. I, I think the draw in some ways flattered us a bit because mm-hmm. Brighton did have some really good chances that they should have should have put away. Um, Same, yeah. And there was a penalty shout, which, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it's a penalty yeah. or not. I, I don't want to watch it yeah. again because I, I, at first glance, it did look like one to me. And I, I would think that you would see a lot of Premier League refs give that. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping... Um, I think I'm too afraid to watch a replay of that. So no, I, uh, I did, Jason, we, and it was a defo yeah. pen. Okay, I don't know yeah, how I didn't do that. And, and so we again, you know, we're we're here, we're there against a team that's doing really well this year. And Brighton, they're not taking any prisoners. They completely smoked us when we went down to their place. Like we got our asses kicked down there uh, in the south coast, and so they came up to our place. Our squad's in a sorry shape, in sorry state right now. Now it did, did look a little bit better. Um, it's nice to see some uh, familiar names back in the starting lineup, and um, just really just talking about one, uh, Kiernan Dewsbury Hall. So he's got he's got enough names to go around. You 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 might think that we actually got had a few signings already, but no, just just one player coming back from injury. It's good to see him out there, um, but um, again, we had to kind of put all hands on deck just to defend all, all game. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, I mean, Vardy spent like the whole game in our half. And mm-hmm. when you don't have any outlets there, you're just going to be pinned down. And and we were doing that. And you could see like by the end of the game, Tillman's I thought put in an amazing shift defensively, uh, but he was absolutely gassed and there was no one to, you know, to take him off or he had to stay out there. And you could see, you know, the last goal happens. Everyone's just kind of looking around. 
they're spent because you spent 90 minutes just defending for your lives. Um, and we took off Vardy, who I think was doing a, an excellent job defending and kind of keeping all of his players focused and motivated and keeping the crowd motivated. I think um, people love to see when, when Vardy goes back and, and, and it gets dirty and makes a big, big play take him off and immediately give up a goal. And you could see when Vardy was coming off the pitch, he was like yelling instructions and encouragement to his teammates to try to keep their heads into it. But I'm sorry, you're just not going to be able to defend that long against any quality side in this division. And we couldn't do it. And again, we blew the game. It, it mm-hmm. just goes back to, I think, the mentality, this this overcautiousness and this this insistence on footballing our way out of things and and you can't do that you can't just like when, when when the game's not going well my philosophy is that you need to simplify the game as much as possible give the players as little to think about as possible you need to have your bread and butter set sort of set up that you can do and your players can 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 play in in their sleep and you have no chance um when you're switching things up and you're moving things around and you're trying to like overcomplicate defensive schemes against a side as well coached as as Brighton are. Mm. I mean they were with Potter when we went down and played played them at their at, at their house. They were, you know, played us off the pitch. You can see we were kind of looking around, didn't know who to pass to. Now Deserby has had um his time with that team now for a little while. We've been able to kind of drill in how he wants his football to be played and they showed up to our place. They had a plan. Mm. They knew exactly what to do. And um but I do think that um, Christensen will help. Uh, we, we see that sometimes kind of we keep Thomas, who I thought did an admirable, admirable job defensively, kind of pinned in. He has no support. He has no one, no outlets, no one to pass to. Uh, a, a fullback like Christensen in a game like this may have helped us because he can take the ball and just really drive it up the pitch. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that, I, was a, that was a long, long no, no. rant, but that was, the, no. that was the end of just like a, a, of – of you know just a run of a run of shit for all these weeks so sorry everyone it just all all just came out of me right there that was great jim what were you gonna add dude well i think jason's spot on i think i think luke thomas did an admiral job on the left hand side he didn't get any support from wildfast who again had had a stinker i think you are like the two best chances they had they didn't score from i was having a look at this because, yeah, I do sometimes do some prep for this podcast, folks. But um, the goals they scored between them, the XG, the, com- the combined XG for both their goals that went in were was 8%. So 3% for Matomo's goal and 5% for Ferguson's. But they had, if we think, if we remember, they had that sort of double chance with Danny Welbeck and mm-hmm. the other dude like right on our goal line that nothing happened from it. And we kind of scrambled it away. They had the Sully March, you know, sort of skying it over the bar after, and then looking back at the turf. I think Matt, we started cheering about the ground, the groundsman is our best player. Um, yes, we did. At that point. And then, you know, you mentioned in the, in the intro, but you know, one of the things that we talked about a lot is, you know, Harvey Barnes scored and he turned up and he got a goal, but there were other, other bits of the game like if harvey barnes has no time to think and we said this um at at halftime like harvey barnes has to think he can't do it but that goal was just instinctive he was in the right place 
it was a great flick on from the defender straight to him he was unmarked and i just love looking at all the brighton defenders looking at each other like how is this guy standing in like three yards out and unmarked and you know barnes didn't have to think and he just smashes it in you know all brian's goal yeah it was kind of you know um pinball or whatever and i think there was a shout for is it offside you know we were shouting handball as it struck the defender the first time and then it's right the second time and then i watched the you know i watched the hit all brian's finish again and the way he sort of just takes a touch he looks and he looks and he composes himself and then he slots it in and it was a really really nice finish and i think he played well but I think Jason, as you said, we were flabbergasted by like, you know, Vardy, not much offensive contribution, defensive and organizational and leadership. He displayed that throughout the game. And to make the substitution in the 86th minute when we were 2-1 up and we haven't won a game in 2023 in the league and we're low on confidence and we're winning against the team where we've, as you said, we've got away with it that we shouldn't be winning this game and we are and then we like can we just survive this and okay let's just take off Vardy and bring on Dapper like what is that substitution all about yeah we'll hear Brendan Rodgers say oh I'm maintaining the same formation or whatever I call BS on that like the reason that you know ultimately we led in the goal because Dakar's pass was sloppy and it went straight to them on a play where we shouldn't have lost the ball and then, you know, there was a calamity of errors and a freaking, what, 12-yard header that, that was in the far corner and probably the most perfect header you can put, you know, score from a young what young lad. I don't know how old he was. That, that Brendan, after the game, said, it's great, these youngsters. I'm so proud of them. You know, screw you. Like, what are you doing? Like, we could have just put... Yeah, we didn't have much left on the bench. I was looking at what subs we could have made. We could have brought um, Kalecki on who we know can hold the ball up and we'll just like yep. time waste. We could have put, you know, we had McAteer, we had, we're not going to put Vestergaard on. He's just making, making space. Probably Soyan Chu's not the right head. We're not going to put Lewis Brunt on. So either see if Vardy can sweat it out and he's just organizing and closing down, or you bring in Nacho on and you just say, right, dude, the ball's going to stick to you. You and Madison, like Madison came on and I thought he was really impressive for someone who's been out for a while as well um yep and you know i don't think he got a great rating but he did some stuff and i think he got fouled a few times when he didn't get a call but um i just don't understand what what happened and why you would make that substitution at that point to sort of bring on a player who we know hasn't got the best ball retention skills he's an instinctive finisher and who can take chances that he's being starved of today like like Vardy, he's like Vardy in that sense, but he doesn't have the link-up play in the nous to go and be dirty. He's like probably the nicest guy I'm sure you will ever meet. You know, Pat Sandaka mm -hmm. looks like the nicest guy in the history of the world. Um, but that's not what you need when you need to be mean and you need to get three points when you haven't won a game. And so, I think that like that call is a bit on the manager that to to do that when yeah you know we lost Pratt so it cost us a sub early we lost Jusbury Hall because he was naked right but I don't know I'm pretty I look back on it and I think that was the that was the three points we should have won that we should have looked back and said well we shouldn't have got uh, that yeah it, and dude like it's <laughs> he's making this this is what we're doing lay it on us Matt. <laughs> 
we knew this was going to happen when you skip this many games in a row. We've got all sorts of shit to vent about. But yeah, his his his, his substitutions, then his fucking weird ass comments after the game, talking yeah. about you know. So he's pissing off the locker room. On top of that, on top mm-hmm. of the fans. It's just like, man, you you fucking had got yourself out of the hole. We're singing your praises again, admitting we were wrong, eating crow on the podcast. Brendan's back. Brendan's boys are back. And now we are literally exactly back where we were, it feels like, Jason. It's it's you couldn't have made it up. Yeah, I mean, I think um I, I don't know what the what he's trying to do with with those comments and saying that there are players who who are kind of don't happy care about to give giving away up the, the ball. ball yeah. don't, well, you yeah, made yeah, a change that made that worse. You made a terrible yeah. change in this game. Um, you set up a side that, you know, you know, have, had to play with 11 men behind the ball pretty much the whole game. So um, didn't don't give any players, you know, and any room to kind of feel comfortable on the ball. Um we we play this setup where we insist on swinging the ball out wide to Luke Thomas when he has nobody around him, and Barnes is miles up the pitch. You don't have a midfielder coming to get it, and you don't have any support from from your, from your center back. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep the we're gonna do a terrible job keeping the ball that way. I um, mean, Brighton showed up. Um, Jim, I don't know if you have the stats up in front of you, but I think they had like sixty yeah. something percent of the ball, sixty five percent of the ball. That's absurd to 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 let happen. Yeah um in your own in your own pitch now in your own stadium but now, listen i get it the side isn't where we want it to be players are underperforming there are injuries they yeah but, so they, know, they, they, they had yeah they had 56 percent, but almost double the passes we had like the whole game we made yeah. 383 passes um we only forced their keeper to make one save like which is one more than we had been, you know, if we were, if we're yeah. honest about it. Um, we, we, like, we had 383 passes, of which we completed 307. So it's kind of like high percentage passes, but not many of them. So what are we doing? We're knocking it around the back. And then, you know, I think probably all of the, what, 70, 75, 76 passes that didn't complete with Mark Albright and crossing it from 45 yards out. Um, and, and maybe Yuri trying to force something. Um, but it was, you know, we're not, we're not, we didn't get, have any upsides. So we're not, we're not even testing their back line with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a lot of block shots. I think, you know, they did, they did defend and they put up a very low block after they, I think when Matomo scored and then we were kind of chasing, we did go and push him a bit. And I think when we got to one, one, there was like at the event, there was this huge, like, it was like a weight had been lifted because when they went one nil up, this was it. We were just like, this is crushed. You know, we have a terrible record at, at Premier League fan fests anyway. Um, you know, probably all my fault because of all the ones I've been to. But, you know, the only game I think we've even won related to a fan fest is probably um, the nine nil. And that wasn't even on the day of a fan Friday. Fest, the day after, yeah. the day before. Um, so, you know, but, you know, we scrapped our way back into it. We got, you know, that goal, you know, as, as we talked about, Mark Albright and, you know, smashing it home or sliding it home. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, after that scramble, which was like, oh, my gosh, this is not going to happen. And then it went in and, like, everybody went nuts. And I think if you look at the NBC, you know, 
Instagram, there's a story about us like going literally nuts and dancing around and, you know, getting, getting called out for that, you know, and then I think just the Barnes goal sort of, you know, from a corner we talked about is like, this is it, this is going to happen. And we got away with, we should have been what two, one down two, yeah, three, three, two, two, a couple of goals down at least. And we got away with it. And, and then it looked like we were going to hold out. It looked like we were going to hold out. And I've got to, got to give a shout out to my friend, Tom, who was visiting over from the UK and was at the fan fest. And the only, he, he turned up twice during the game. The first one was two minutes after the, the first goal that Brighton scored. And the second one was two minutes before they equalized. So thanks Tom for ruining everything for us all. Um, <laughs> and I know Matt and Jason know Tom, so he's a, he's a lovely lad and um, he's all right. He's a good guy. Yeah. But it wouldn't have um, been, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm going to put that on him. <laughs> yeah. So I'm putting on Brent. Well, yeah, man, you like, know, go ahead, Jason. Sorry. No, I was just going to say like, you know, Matt, you talked earlier about um, the Brendan Rogers redemption tour that we had kind of pre world cup. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of sick of the uh, Rogers kind of self-preservation campaign and, and some of these comments that, that you, you, you talked about and, and you mentioned and to like go out and kind of criticize your players like that when, 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 you deserve plenty of, of of the blame for for what's gone on. It's still lesser of us to finally come back from a losing position just to somehow drop more points. Um, but we've dropped a ridiculous number of points from winning positions going back the last two seasons. So this is not an isolated incident. This isn't something that's only happening to this particular um, set of players because we're missing folks and we need fresh guys. At, at, I'm at, at, at this point. I mean, this is the this is the personality. Uh, this is the manager's personality, and this is the squad projecting the the manager's personality and approach to football. Um, overanalyzing things, making the players think too much, um, which slows the game down, um, and not showing the courage and, and the grit that you need in in those moments. And, um, you know, you have to think about some of the some of the great motivators and managers that are out there. Um, you know, their players would kind of would run through brick walls for them. And we just don't see that here um, with these guys. And I'm just uh, I, I'm at a point where I don't care how big your football brain is anymore. Brendan, like I'm just I'm over it. Like, yeah, you, you need to work with you've got to. I, I had some sympathy for him. We haven't been pulling in the players that we need. Um, yeah, obviously we can see where the squad is weak. We've been trying to sign a right winger uh, for eternity, and still, still can't get one. But man, you like it—it's it, just ex these excuses and, and blaming players, and just kind of like this, praising this, the competition's players. Great, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like I, it's a. And I, I just, I don't know what, what you're, I don't know what he's trying to do anymore. And I don't think the players know what, what, what he's trying to do. And now, and I think the players probably do like him, um, but I'm just, I'm over it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm over the comments. I'm just over the approach to football that he's bringing. It's not enjoyable. Um, it's not even, let's be honest, like when this whole squad's fit, um, for a while, it hasn't even been that enjoyable of like a, 
football. Like what so the, what's bringing us joy is when Madison does something amazing, <laughs> yeah. when Barney does something amazing, when Barnes makes Yuri a hit of, the world, scores a scores a worldie. But like he's he's not out here kind of giving us anything, um, yeah. and, and and never has really made an attempt to kind of forge any kind of relationship with the fans, which is, I think is really bizarre considering this is, you know, our like period of like biggest, you know, our biggest period of sustained success and Rogers really should go out. I know there are a lot of fans that love him no matter what, but I mean, come on, you've got to, things have to be better than, than this. <laughs> yeah. I think most everybody else is where you are now, Jason. No, I mean, there were a lot of people that, that, that will go to the stadium, uh, the fans there that, 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 are, that are still very much, you know, um, really, really love Rogers and, and what he's done. Um, and, you know, I respect all of that. And, and I love my opportunity to go to a European semifinal. Um, it was the time of my life. Um, so there are there are still a lot of a lot of folks, and there are probably still some of those folks are probably in the board uh, right now too. Um, so, yeah, but but it, it's just crazy. Know. I mean, we we just said it's it's a bunch of um, individual players, and he hasn't coalesced the locker room. And when it did seem like the locker room was coalescing, maybe it was naturally. Maybe the guys had just decided, you know, forget him. Let's let's do this on our own, and that, we lost all that momentum after the World Cup break. So. I mean, and and it's, and it's go ahead. Yeah, well, Jim Jim made a good point earlier. It's like kind of like preseason or or, or midseason preseason. What what's going on with the club when when you have that time with them? Because they're coming out of it looking worse than when they came into it. Exactly, and and, and it's in such stark contrast to a team like Brighton. Um, they have in 13 games they have 26 goals with a brand new coach. Um, and and you're talking about the only team that scored more than them is man city in that amount of time. So it, it well, Erling Holland, <laughs> true. Erling Holland, who scored more true goals pitch. than us and, and, and plenty of oh, other teams too. Very to, happily, to yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, guys, uh, winless in, uh, last five now. Um, and in 20, yeah, in 20 conceding 10 after winning, uh, five of their previous eight in October, November, and only shipping three goals in total. So, um, I guess I, all that being said, guys, um, I'll, I'll be the, let me throw in the, the Chris Warner. He's not here. So I'll just throw in what I, I, I imagine he would say in this point is lads, uh, we're in 14th. It could be worse. Somehow we're in 14th. Um, so there's, there's ways to go here and, and maybe we can coalesce. We've got a game now this weekend, um, 430 AM West coast against walls um, maybe we can use that as a springboard, Jason, to, you know, kick it back in. Yeah. You know, and I'm hoping with some, you know, new blood, we've signed Victor Christensen. So, um, or Chris Jensen, and I've got to work on, on got to figure out how, how, how to say his name. Um, but we, uh, who will help, you know, he looks like a tidy player. It does look like we're are really trying to seal the deal on um, Sutar, Suter. However, you want to say his name too, the the, the fake Aussie from from Scotland, uh, which I think yeah. you know he could be an interesting <laughs> an interesting um, signing for us. Um, and some height, he looked good during the World Cup. He is coming back from you know he did have a bit of an injury, uh, but Stoke need the money. We might be able to figure out a deal 
for him. And it does look like we have been aggressively going after a right winger, which mm-hmm. would be, you know, the answer to our prayers. And, you know, the the, the name that's that that keeps popping up is um is a Brazilian one. Um so I mean that that you know me, all I've wanted is just for Lester to sign a Brazilian at this point. I will um I don't know what I'll take anything at this point, even a gift certificate to go get to go get a wax. Uh, we need a Brazilian. <laughs> it's 2023. Look all around England and look at all these sides. They are just have been littered with just legendary Brazilians. Um, I don't know. Millsborough probably Millsborough has had like what? However oh, many yeah. Brazilians we've never had one. So the ones we made cry. It's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time, Rodkin and and whoever and and Martin Glover and and everyone's involved. The the the, the people um, need our prayers answered, and 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 let's see if we can bring Tete in. Well, will it will it be will it be the Brazil? We get promise of Brazilian right winger, and we sign Jack Harrison for thirty million pounds instead. That well, that's like what it sounds little- like. That feels like a Leicester story being made, and Pretty then so. Everton or whoever will go sign. Tete well, I'm afraid because if we're looking for a Brazilian right winger and Bolsonaro is <laughs> out of a job and and in 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 Florida right now, so hopefully, hopefully not him. But <laughs> man, how we miss out on Matomo? By the way, that dude, he looks. <laughs> He looks really good. That 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 wasn't a beautiful goal, yeah, but that would have been a nice cut. Yeah, I, I you know, also you know, go on, go on, Jason. So I, I was going to say, you know, you know, freaking, you know, Brighton's going to take that trust on money and spend like two million dollars on like five different players from like every corner of the globe that like no one knows about, and they're going to show up and just be like just absolute machines. <laughs> Oh, remember those days. Remember yeah. those days. Well, guys, um, on that note, it sounds like Jim's about to die. So uh, we will wrap this up before he uh, coughs off. Um, apologies again about the uh, lack of pods, but uh, we are back on schedule now. And uh, hopefully we'll have lots of good news to report to them soon, Jason, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I'll kind of want to end things a little bit more of a positive note than, you know, my just miserable rants before. But thank you. This is my therapy session. So all of you who have somehow made it this far in the episode, uh, thank you um, for for hearing me out. But we're still in the hat for the FA Cup. The magic of the FA Cup, even Leicester City Football Club are still in 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 the competition. And you know what? Um, all can be forgiven. The, the whole season can just be a complete mess. But if you do something in FA Cup, all will be forgiven. Um, we know how special that, that trophy is. We know how long it took us to win it. Uh, we don't want to wait that long to, to win it again. I think we have a pretty favorable draw. Thank you, Emil Heskey. You picked, a, picked some good numbers for us um, when you did do the draw. So um, I am looking forward. I love the FA Cup. I'm looking forward to the competition um, and hoping we can uh, stay in the hat for the next round. Yeah, hope hopefully, and and I don't know about all can be forgiven. Let's uh, let's not pull a Wigan, but um, it, it, I'll take well maybe not that, but I'll take seventeenth <laughs> in the trophy. Absolutely, all day long. I think I think I'll just take seventeenth at this point. I think like our goal True. we talked about. So. Yeah, um, you're right. I think something that was revealed was this would be the last fan fest of the season um the uh, for nbc 
So let's hope that we are able to say we're going to watch Leicester and uh, Fan Fest next season. That's my goal. Yeah. I, otherwise, the Foxes. At that are, point. Um, yeah. Otherwise, our U.S. Foxes family reunion will look a lot different. Uh, all of us meeting somewhere to watch a championship match on some exactly. uh, illegal Fox. Chinese streaming service. Yeah. Um, no. Listen, they, 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 all the games are available now in in, in the second. Are they all on there, or was it just? Yeah, you get your iFollow, you get your club account. Yeah. You'll always be able to find find it somehow. So. And we know when there's a will, um, when there's a will to watch Leicester City Football Club, there's a way to watch mm-hmm. Leicester City well, Football I, Club. Yeah, we will make and, that happen. And I'm hoping when we talk on Sunday, Matt, we'll have signed a Brazilian winger, we'll have signed an, uh, a Scots Aussie centre back, and we'll be in the next round of the FA Cup. Um, and we'll and then we'll look forward to four wins in February um, against like some puny opposition that. We don't even need to bother talking about. Absolutely. Let's let's go ahead, Jason. Sorry, you were you could have sign me up. That's all I need. Yeah. That's all 100%. I want to say. Hundred percent, guys. So yeah, Walzal. Um, it 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 should be hopefully no magic of the FA Cup for them. And we come out, we put together a professional performance, and yeah, we we hop back on the horse because we've got uh, Villa then the next week. So um, we will go then uh guys thank you again for joining us um sorry again for the lack of pods but as we said a few times we're back on schedule now so you look for us again next sunday um and we will uh hopefully be then from then on back on sundays and this one's weird but we were traveling back from orlando so that's why we had to get it done tonight and and Um, maybe maybe less ranty and more structured yes definitely that's not we're, we're all off of our game uh, a little bit. So thank you for bearing with us. You guys are the best um, to everyone that we saw out in Orlando. Um, all the people that we talked to that, you know, either were already listeners or were going to be listeners. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, had a great time with you all. And yeah, guys, let's uh, let's hit the ground running and um, see what happens. It's all we can hope for from here. And, uh, yeah, some some new signings would be nice. So. Um, For Jim and for Jason and for Chris behind the scenes, thank you for joining us in the U.S. Foxes podcast. We will see you next week. And, uh, yeah, as Chris likes to always say, keep the faith.